Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 291, and today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, episode 308, titled Reckoning. The description reads... As a despondent Lou becomes a liability for the family, Rock and Marvin work to get the new heron operation up and running amidst new competition from Kanan and Ronnie. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down and we about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform after that i will play the trailer for next week's episode as well as the trailer for bmf that was just released and that comes back on march the first and then i have a sleeper for you guys in my joe budden style shout out to the pod father joey as always, if you need to get in touch with me for any recap requests, with that being a TV show, movie, or docu-series, or if you have any music, brands, or business that you're working on and want me to, you know, shout them out, show some love back, all that is free of charge, hit your girl up. Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews, and email is Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me. All of that is free of charge because I love whom loves me and love to spread love back to those who, you know, show love to me. And if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, can you hit the follow button? It helps me out. And while you're on Spotify, check out my music playlist. I have every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. The only thing you have to do is type in Shanice Loves. One playlist will populate. Click on the picture profile. It takes you to the rest of them. And like I said, I got every genre. And don't forget, the book reading is each Sunday where we go over each chapter. But please show your girl some support and go ahead and cop my new brand new book. You can get it in paperback form or ebook. It downloads instantly and it's on Amazon. The Tale of the Park Hill Crew, written by your very own host, Alicia Shanice. And the link is in the description box. All you have to do is click on it. It takes you directly to the book and come and join us on Sundays. And, you know, listen to the audio version. I have music to go with it, you know, and much, much more to come. I just appreciate all of the love and support you guys have already given me. And I just pray and hope that you guys are here to stay. But I have ran my mouth long enough so let's get into the show because it was solid. It was fire as hell. Some of my predictions came true and I have a really, really, really out there theory and I'm going to see if y'all going to rock with it. I'll say it in the middle of the episode. <laughs> let's get into the show and let's talk Raising Canaan. All I need is one mic. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice 
And I'm just coming in and checking in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy, as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at an all-time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It. T B B O O K E D I T. Follow them on Instagram on Instagram. Or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know your girl Shanice, she sent you there. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. all right y'all let's get into the show let's get into the show so this episode opens with our girl rock sitting on the couch and you know how it is when you're sitting back thinking about all the shit going on and when you a smoker you know what i'm saying you're going through something that's one thing you're gonna do you're gonna chain smoke and we seen rock lighting it up puffing puffing putting it out lighting up another one puffing puffing she had about 50 cigarettes in that goddamn ashtray she already got enough on her mind and all we hear is i'm here We got drunk ass Lou screaming outside to the top of his lungs so all the neighbors in the neighborhood can hear Mr. Rogers down the street and all. He's talking about who you want me to kill next? I'm a killer. So she goes outside and pulls his drunk ass in the house before Mr. Rogers and all the neighbors call the cops. Then it cuts to the next scene. And we see crazy ass Ronnie and Kanan. They sitting at the table at Pop and Snap's little, you know, bar restaurant they own. Now, Snap's is trying to hand young Kanan a drink, and he turns it down. And then we get a little, a little bit of a more history lesson about DEFCON, because we've been hearing about DEFCON since season one. And we learn, you know, because Kanan like, no, because Snap's trying to hand him the little shot of liquor again. He said, no, I'm good, you know. And he like, just like your dad. Because, you know, by now, everybody still thinks Defcon was his pops. And they like, Defcon didn't drink. He didn't do drugs. 
He barely fucked with any girls until Raquel came along. He kept a clear mind. And, you know, he was about his stuff. And he was level-headed. So then we have the famous conversation on would you rather be feared or respected? And Ronnie hurries and answers feared. And Pops had to shut, tell him to shut the fuck up, Urkel. She was talking. They was talking to Kanan. And Kanan answers feared because it comes with respect. And, you know, they always ask that. Would you rather be feared and loved, feared or respected? You know, in one of our favorite movies, A Bronx Tale, Mr. Sonny, he describes how, you know, he would rather be feared. It's more important. So <clears throat> that's what Kanan answers. And we know in the future he will be one of our most feared and revered and sinister characters so he definitely got what he said he was going to be now it cuts back to rock and marvin because marvin has arrived at her house now and they done finally got um lou drunk ass to sleep he passed out on the bed and you know marvin and rock talk about his issues and rock she has had it at this point she is over lou and marvin insists that you know he only needs help he needs somebody he could talk to and rock like that's this nigga problem he talked too much <laughs> so you know marvin has more of a compassion for it because for number one that's his baby brother and their bond is like the best that we've seen it so far at this point now marvin is more you know caring and not only that, Marvin has beat his own addiction back in the past so he can relate to what Lou was going through. <clears throat> now it cuts to the next scene and Aisha, she's rehearsing in Jukebox room. Looks like they're having a sleepover and they bond some more. Juke tells her about, you know, Nicole and that she died. And, you know, Aisha's like, well, you know, thank you for even confiding that in me. And you can tell Juke just wanted a friend. Now Juke finally has that friend. We don't know if it's going to turn into something. It's possible. But right now they're just good friends. And, you know, Juke seems like she doesn't really have anybody to talk to. So, you know, they're building their own bond, which is dope for the group because they don't know each other. None of the girls knew each other. And, you know, Crystal is Crystal. So it is dope that they have like their own little friendship. And that, you know, they're there for each other because Aisha clearly has some issues with, you know, and how she's throwing up and, you know, how she's insecure. She's not confident and Juke is trying to build up her confidence. And then at the end of the day, Juke really don't have no friends. So it is good to see her have, you know, some type of friendship. And it's in her girl group of what they're, you know, becoming a, a butter. So we get into the next scene and we go back to Rock House. Now, as she's looking at, you know, a younger picture of her and her brothers, they dressed in the old school 80s gear. Um, she tells Marvin that, you know, she got to get Lou a babysitter in the morning and he needs to look into what Kanan is up to because now she knows he's hanging out with Ronnie and that's not good. And, you know, he with all the old heads, all the, you know, old hustlers. So, she, you know, she put Marvin on that job and he does what he does. Now we go into the next scene and it cuts back to Pops and Snaps walking Ronnie and Kanan out. And Pops is more talking to Ronnie alone and she's asking him, you know, has he ever, you know, fucked with a chick real seriously because she never really seen him around, you know, no females before. And, you know, he 
goes into Ronnie mode as much as he can on Pops because, you know, he can't really do all that shit with her. But he snaps a little bit. And when he did that, all of a sudden, I had a theory. I had I had a theory. I had a theory, y'all. I had a theory. I had a theory. When they brought up Defcon and how they never seen him with any girls, and then how she's questioning Ronnie, how she never seen him with any girls, and nobody ever seen Defcon with any females until Rock came along, and we know Rock already knew he had two left feet, so he wasn't checking for her, but she was, you know, his cover. And, you know, it just was what it was. She knew the deal. And we never really see Ronnie with anybody. And when females push up on him, he looks very uncomfortable. Even when battered Juliana was pushing up on him, he looked like he just needed to give it to her so he can get his product. And have y'all noticed how Ronnie despises Rock? Hmm. Could Defcon and Ronnie been a thing back in the day? You know, that wouldn't be far-fetched. It is one notorious gangster back in the day. Killer. Who was on the same type of stuff. Not from Jamaica, Queens. Not from Southside Jamaica, Queens. But from New York, Notorious, I won't mention the names because I've just heard it, you know, just in interviews or um, when the FBI agent was talking about it. But it was a strong enforcer who was like that as well, had a longtime boyfriend. But I don't know if they go in there with that, but I don't think they was bringing up Ronnie and Defcon similarities for no reason. And it is some reason why Ronnie can't stand rock. And look at how he looking after Kanan. That's my theory. We'll see. Next scene. Rock pays her mom to babysit her son, Lou. <laughs> I said this damn scene didn't make no sense, but it was funny as hell because uh, Miss Thomas walked through that house like she ain't finna watch her own grown-ass son unless she get paid. So Rock had to pay her to watch her own son and um to keep you know eye on him so he stays out of trouble because he's you know going through some issues right now so of course mama thomas agrees because she needs to you know get her extra money and she just comes there so i knew it was going to be interesting when lou woke up but it goes into the next scene and marvin watches kanan and ronnie from afar and you know watching how they run a little bike operation with the boys on the bikes and of course he's eating doing what uh marvin uncle marvin does and you know he's peeping out the whole thing he's seeing ronnie sitting there watching the whole damn thing because kanan is running the show so he knowing okay they on some serious stuff right now but at that point he didn't know what they were selling and then um rock had already told him like if ronnie is involved it's definitely not no weed so we go into the next scene. And this scene was strictly comedy relief. I had to laugh my ass off when Rock goes to meet up with one of the other restaurant owners to present him with the proposition. But it was his younger brother for me. It was Terry's youngest brother. I, I don't think we heard what his name was, but he, everything Rock offered, he was excited about it. 
he was like, yeah, that's cool. She was like, yeah, I can do this. Then, you know, we can run our own trucks and then we can do this. Yeah, that's cool. That seems reasonable. <laughs> and Terry ain't trying to hear nothing Rock is saying until she, you know, tells him what is the deal she um, gave Hong. You know, that's all he wants to know. What deal is Hong is getting? And he's like, I want that deal. And she like, that's not your deal, but we can do this. And our little bro was saying, no, don't be, you don't be greedy. That's cool. <laughs> and he was just so enthusiastic with it. And Terry wasn't paying him no attention. Terry got to just say, what deal is hung getting? I want that deal. <laughs> and then little bro got to throw in a temper tantrum, screaming out how he will be heard. And he's running to go tell mom. He got to throw in papers on the floor. And you know, he went to go tell his mother on his older brother and his mom has been dead for 10 years. And Terry, he still doesn't budge. Papers flying everywhere and all. He wants Hong's deal. So Rock tells him, you know, it is what it is. She offered what she offered. And he basically stood his ground as well. And then it cuts to the next scene. But that scene was hilarious. It was the little brother for me and his temper tantrum and how excited he was. <laughs> Because he he wanted to be heard. He owned half of the business too, damn it. And everything was reasonable in his eyes. So we go into the next scene. And Marvin catches up with one of the little dudes on a moped. And he, you know, catches him on a corner after he goes and makes a sale. And knocks his ass down and searches the bag. He doesn't take the bag. He just opens it up. And we see they hustling Heron. And, you know, basically Kane and his nephew. That's your competition right there, Uncle Marvin. And we see the South Side Strip. So we see they doing the damn thing since they getting their product from Battered Juliana. So we go into the next scene. And we go to the rehearsal for the big show. And Jukebox is crowned the lead, as she should, because she be doing the damn thing. And Crystal is pissed. Crystal is pissed because, you know, she feels like that, you know, that belongs to her. That spot is hers. She wants to be the spot. She is the one in her opinion, and she ain't feeling it. So she is pissed, and Aisha is um, Jukebox's biggest cheerleader, you know. So Crystal storms out first, and when Jukebox and Aisha leave, they're all smiles, but when Aisha looks across the street, you know, her her smile turns into a frown when she sees Kanan and Crystal kissing up all on each other across the street at the train station. So when Juke looked, you know, Juke was like, oh, hell no, I'm about to fuck this nigga up. But Aisha grabbed her back like, you know, you know, let it go. You know, I ain't even tripping on them. I got you. And then they walk off. So we go into the next scene. And Lou finally wakes his drunk ass up and his mom makes him some burnt ass breakfast. But it's the fact that, you know, mama's sitting up there saying, your sister said you can't leave this house. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna tell her I tried to stop you. Then she go to eat the burnt breakfast and put it down. Like I can't eat this stuff. <laughs> Mama Thomas didn't care. Mama Thomas didn't care. She got paid. She didn't give a damn what Lou was going through. She could tell Lou wasn't in his right mind. She didn't try to talk to him. Like you know, are you okay? Maybe you should go to rehab. And I'm like, out of all people, Mama Thomas, you need to be keeping all of your kids on the right path. Because if anything happens to any of them, how are you gonna get your money? That's all you want from them. How you going to get that in? <laughs> but I've been wanting more of, you know, interacting with Mama Thomas and her children. I can't wait to see a scene with her and Marvin together. Um, 
because we see where Rod get it from. She get it from her mama, cold as ice. So we go into the next scene and Rock meets up with Quan and you know, he's pissed. He's pissed because the expansion ain't expanding and you know, it's not moving fast enough for him. She's still getting the same amount of product that Neek was getting. And you know, of course it takes time, but then he's also pissed about hearing this competition on the street and him and Stefan on them can't look weak out here. So at that point, Rock don't know her own competition is her son, but she tells him like, you know, I'm on it. So we get into the next scene and Captain Burke, um, which is, you know, Officer Burke's dad, he goes to see Nicole's dad and finds out that, you know, Howard paid him a visit and put all this stuff in his head. So I see what I said last week is coming to, you know, coming form because I said, I said, watch, it's going to be one more thing that hits Howard before he gets that promotion and I knew they wasn't showing us Burke and her girlfriend for no reason. And we see that this is uh, Burke's dad. He's going to start putting two and two together. Now, I don't know if he'll try to go, you know, tell on him. Or will he try to take Howard out himself? You know, that was his daughter. And it's something about the blue wall of silence. Sometimes they'd rather go dirty than, you know, tell on another cop. So we'll see how that plays out. Um but I have a feeling when we lose Howard off the show, it'll definitely be from somebody taking him out. I don't think Howard will retire and just, you know, go live a nice retire life. I think when Howard leaves the show, it won't be the jail. I think it'll be somebody taking him out and it could be Burke's dad. So we go into the next scene. And Lou visits Shirley. Um, well, not necessarily visit her, but he goes to her spot where his studio stuff is at and packs it up and, you know... When she comes in, he tells her to give the tape to Famous, and, you know, he got to go. She can tell Lou is not in a good place. He's has the same bottle in his hand as always. His back filled up, so he's getting drunk again. Lou probably, Lou probably smells just like liquor. You know how alcoholics smell like liquor? Lou just looks bad. Lou has took a turn for the worse. He is in a bad spot from where we've seen him at in season one, and Shirley can see that. So he leaves to go find himself i'm guessing and then it cuts back to the next scene when rock gets back home she finds out lou was in the wind can't nobody find him and canaan is her competition so rock is pissed you know rock is pissed she like you know not only is kwan coming down on her but now her own competition that is causing problems is her own son so that causes her to make a drastic you know, you know how she get when she got to do a drastic plan. It just comes out of nowhere. She'll go up and beyond. And she says, I'll handle Kanan. And we seen what she did to handle Kanan. And she put Marvin to handle the trucks, you know, to get the handle, you know, get the operation going together. Because she like, you know, I can't do all this shit alone. It's just me and you. We didn't kill Scrap. Lou was off the wagon. We we going to need to pull together. So <clears throat> they got to get the operation together or Quantum going to pull their product. And then they ain't even going to have nobody to be in competition with because they're not going to have nobody to get product from. So we go into the next scene. And Howard goes to see his new future position, basically, because he goes to see Ogden. And Ogden is retiring, so he will be supposedly taking his position in narcotics. 
Now, Ogden just tells him, you know, off the record, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what you're walking into. And he tells them about the case that they're building up on Marvin and lets him know everything that the feds have on Marvin, how they're ready to close this case and how they are tying all of the knots and linking all of the the links together of how he was linked to the um, Italian mob, how it was, you know, the rundown on him and his family, how it's all connecting with each other. And uh, Howard's still sitting on this information. That's one thing he has not told Rock. So we go into the next scene. And Famous goes looking for Lou and talks to Shirley. And they come to an agreement that, you know, he can use the studio as much as he wants as long as he helps her around the bar with cleaning up and, you know, just helping out with things. So, you know, that was a cool little scene right there. I enjoy just seeing famous, just be famous again and not being pressured, not feeling like he has to do this for Kanan. He was just his own person. He was, you know, pretty chill at this point. So I, I really did like that scene. I can't wait to see where they're going. I, I'm sure something is going to happen in that bar. Uh, we go into the next scene and we see Rock's plan goes into motion and she sends the social worker over to Kanan's apartment. Now, when the social worker shows up, he tries to tell her he just fell asleep. But when she walks in and seeing Crystal, bitch ass laying there after she had just got done asking questions about Juke. And we seen why she was asking so many questions about Juke after that. Um, but. The social worker was like, you know what? You got 24 hours to go home. And if you ain't home in 24 hours, I'm showing back up with the cops. So Kanan was pissed. And that was all part of Rock's plan to shut down his business. So we go into the next scene. And Rock shows up with... <sighs> Rock shows up with her... I ain't come to play around move, basically. You know, she steps to pops and snaps. And, you know, when she walks in, they like, oh, shit, here we go. And at first, the conversation was pretty cordial. It was pretty cordial, respectful. But it soon escalates. And snaps gets to, you know, talking his little shit because, you know, he created the game. He made the game. He is the ancestors of the game. And, you know. He did read her. He read her. And, she, you know, she told him, like, you don't even know who I got behind me. And, you know, Pops had to kind of chuckle. Like, oh, Stefano, who you think gave him his first black piece of pussy? <laughs> I liked it that scene. I liked it that scene. They read my girl down. But believe me, she going to handle that. She going to handle that. But. You know, after she left, you know, because she like, you know what? It's always you old heads always talking about who's first, who did this. But it's all about who the last one standing. And it better be rock. It better be rock. You know, I like pops and snaps. I, I like what they're giving to the show. I like their style. I like how they old school. I like how they're that old school hustling couple. Uh, and, and they with the shit. But y'all know I'm team rock. But I did like on, you know, how they just kind of was like, what? You coming in here throwing threats? Like, oh, yeah, we know all about Stefano. Oh, we can shut your shit down with one call. You know, we've we been doing this. But after Rock leaves, because um, she don't back down either. Because at the end of the day, no matter if y'all big, bad, or whatever, when it comes to somebody kid, that put all fire and hell in them where they ready to be about whatever. So, you know, at the end of the day, Rock is a mom, and she never wanted Kanan into the game. So, believe me, she going to go hard. But when she leaves, Pops does sell snaps like, um, is Ronnie really worth all this? 
snap to Claire and say, oh, yeah, after she came in here throwing orders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> we ain't nobody fuck with <laughs> So we go into the next scene, and we see two white dudes trying to rob Lou with a knife. And they was thinking he was just going to be an easy lick he was drunk they thought they was gonna put that little knife up and take the coat and the wallet and everything else he had on him but hell no hell no Lou, Lou one buying it Lou dared him to cut him he like cut me cut me <laughs> and he got the air shooting stumbling the white dudes ran off and Lou fell down to the ground at this point Lou is Lou just don't care Lou has no cares in the world and there's nothing more dangerous than somebody who doesn't even care about their self. It's nothing more dangerous than that. When they don't give a damn, rather they live or die, hey, you better get out their way. So we go into the next scene and Kanan puts Ronnie on his caseworker, social worker. Now, we don't hear what Ronnie got out the car and said, but we can imagine what he got out the car and said especially on how she ran her ass to that damn car and this is another urban tale another urban tale about south side jamaica queens y'all know um it wasn't a social worker but it was a parole officer that went missing it was a parole officer that went missing i want to say in like 87 it was connected to the fat cat um but we go into the next scene because ronnie gets back in the car like yeah she ain't gonna bother you no more <laughs> So we go into the next scene. And this scene right here, when I say it pissed me off, when I say it pissed me off and I wanted to go through the TV and help my girl out, even though she ain't need no help, it pissed me off. I can't wait for Crystal to get her shit coming at her. Now, you know it's about to be some shit when you hear this. Like, no, they did not. No, they did not try to jump my girl. Crystal jealous ass and sent two bitches to jump on Juke so she can't make it to rehearsal and she can try to steal her spot. What? They ain't know that was Jukebox. She whooped they ass. But when she turned around, it was somebody else with a knife. I'm like, what is this knife episode? But you got to remember, this is the early 90s. Guns were around, but, you know, people still was trying to knife a motherfucker. So we don't know what happened to that because it skips to the next scene after she's seen the girl with the knife. But Juke, she handed them two hoes. So we go into the next scene. And Rock goes to meet with Pernessa to get, you know, help with the Ronnie situation. And Pernessa like, look, I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want Ronnie thinking about me. Let's let him sit over there with his girlfriend. And Rock like, hold on, girl, girlfriend. You know, she even surprised. You know, don't nobody, nobody ever seen Ronnie with no girl. So she like, who is this? Who? And then when she tells her, to, you know, batter Liana from the bodega, Rock puts two and two together. And she like, hold on. How long this been going on? But Pernessa wasn't even really trying to give Ronnie up. She just was trying to really shut the conversation down because Pernessa don't want to be nowhere near Ronnie and I don't blame her. So we get into the next scene and rehearsal starts and Jukebox is, Jukebox is missing in action and Crystal was like, well, I can do it. I know her moves. 
Aisha like, yeah, we bet you do. But when she was getting all excited, ready to jump in that lead spot, jukebox showed up. You know, she had a few scratches and all, but hey, that's a bad bitch. She took all them down. Hey, stepped to Crystal like, yeah, the bitches want shit. <laughs> Crystal couldn't say nothing. And, you know, Nikita wasn't her normal Nikita self. She was like, you know what? Let's get let's get the practice. And she didn't tell her she she didn't go off about how her face look. She asked her about it, but she didn't say, You can't perform like this. You know, she ain't do her normal Nikita thing. She just was like, Let's get to work. She could she could look and see. So we go into the next scene, and Marvin, his plan goes into motion because he was following Terry because they're trying to pull him into the deal without giving him Hong's deal. And they uh set him up so they get um he in the room getting slobbed and rubbed on and marvin up there snapping pictures away and he wakes up you know he startles from the snaps and you know hey he ain't got no chance if he don't want wifey to see them pictures deal or no deal and it was a deal so <laughs> we got terry in so his brother will be excited wasn't that bad so we go into the next scene and rock goes to meet with joaquin to tell him about battered juliana dip it behind his back and she gets the green light for a homicide, as she should. Y'all know I've been waiting on this. 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 So we get into the next scene. And Marvin meets up with Gerald, you know, to give him some more questions, you know, some more things to talk about, more insight about Jukebox, you know, music and how long she's been singing. But instead of, you know, Marvin asking questions about how long she's been singing, what type of music does she love to sing? Where does she get her voice from? He's asking everything from, you know, organized crime to bulletproof records to family shootouts. And Marvin like, hold on, what the fuck you doing, Gerald Hill? Marvin almost forgot the kiddos was sitting there. And Gerald like, oh, well, you know, I was just digging around and, you know, I got this friend in NYPD. And that's when Marvin snapped. And the kids almost went outside their lines. And he like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta stay in the lines, color neatly. Stay in the lines, just like Gerald should do. And just like I told y'all last week, Gerald will be one of Marvin's downfalls. Um, I don't know if he'll succeed, but we've seen later what Gerald is doing. So I, like I said, I knew Gerald was going to be a problem. So this didn't come as a surprise. And when he got to asking questions, I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes, Gerald. So in the next scene, Juke, she goes to meet up with Sergeant Healy and alludes to, you know, how would it how would she go about if she wanted to back out? She doesn't say she's bagging out, but she says, you know, she could be thinking about it. And he urges her to honor her commitment because she made a promise to her country. And I could go down so many, so many lines down that road, but we're not going to do it because we're just going to go on to the next scene. But after he said that, I think that scene spoke for enough. <laughs> so we go into the next scene. And while Gerald is at home playing Candyland with his girls, and that was a very popular game in the early 90s, he gets a visit from who else than the good old task force, the good old feds, Tanner and his boy. And just like we thought before, he's definitely the problem. And we see that he is snitching on Marvin. And we don't know if he's doing it to where he just wants to take Marvin down. I'm thinking he probably got his high ass caught up because he's a drug addict and they are dangling his children and freedom over his head unless he, you know, goes against his buddy Marvin. So 
that's probably they have something on him. They have something on him, and he's going to give him everything he knows, and he's going to mention that whole Tony Deep situation, and they're going to have that on Marvin when they bring him in. So we get into the next scene, and at this point, all you can say is poor Lou. Poor Lou, poor Lou, poor Lulu, poor Lulu. He just, they show him just sitting in the car. He about crying, got the drink in his hand. <laughs> and he looking at the gun on the passenger side. So Lou is in a very dark place. Lou is in a very, very dark place. Let's just hope we see him in season four. So we get into the final scene. A scene I have been waiting for. A scene I have been waiting for. 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 A scene I have been waiting for. I have been anticipating. I have been wanting a slow, slow scene of this. Rock creeps up. And as it's happening, I just heard this song playing in my head. Oh, man. Hey, you know where the niggas be at, right? Baby, talk. Oh, pink robe making some tea rock comes on in rock like you always gonna be that scared battered bodega bitch Juliana startles for a minute she startles but then she turns around my cousin will have your head my girl rock like Bitch, your cousin already gave me the green light for your head. Battered Juliana try to tough, try to tough it up. Well, I have money. Pop! <laughs> right in the leg. Right in the leg. Rock like, bitch, this shit bigger than dollars and cents. <laughs> She gives her a little quote. <laughs> and all you hear is straight to the head. And I loved every minute of it. It could have went a little bit longer. It could have went a little bit longer. But I wanted Rock to get that kill because Juliana had to go. And this episode was 10 out of 10. This was a solid, 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 solid episode. I enjoyed every minute of it. I really, really did. Um, I seen it coming with Gerald. I see where they're going with Howard. Um, and um, it's not looking good for Lou, but we're going to see how it play out because in the trailer, it looks crazy. So we'll see how it plays out. Please don't go anywhere. I'm about to play the trailer for next week and then I'm going to play the trailer for BMF because they have released that. And then I have a sleeper. So please don't go anywhere. My brother needs to be off these streets and I can't find him. And that's bad for all of us. 
opinion. You should run him and did it. You're done. How can they phone calls? This place is they can take you. You know, I'm just fucking with them. That's what I'm saying. So every murder on the south side of free. You see one more fucking soon and you dead. Marvin, don't let it kill me. All right, y'all. We see um in this episode we see jukebox sitting at the table and she got them, she got them old the, when the future hairstyle. She got the two braids. Hey, we about to start seeing that ruthless side of her come out because she's sitting there with the two braids just like she wore in her original power. And it looks like next episode is going to be Howard babysitting drunk ass Lou. And it's going to look like Lou going to be talking some stuff to him where it's going to make Howard want to shoot him. But it's, it's making it seem like it's going to be Rock. Y'all think Rock going to take her brother out? I don't know. It looks like a, a mother and son going to come to a head next episode because no look Canaan ain't throwing no uh, <laughs> threats at Rock. We're going to see next episode is, is going to be, it's not going to be what we expect. It's going to be a twist and a turn. For some reason, I don't think Rock is going to take Lou out, but hey, I don't know. And then I don't know how it's going to be, but Kane throwing, you know, threats at his own mom. But we're going to see. We're going to see. Here is the um, season trailer for BMF that we got to look forward to on March the 1st. I wonder if they're gonna be playing a lot of his music throughout the um the, uh, the whole season. That'd be dope. Um, and then I seen they have Neo and Lil Baby in there as well. But it looks like it's gonna be a solid season. So y'all know we here for it. We support everything Fifty Cent over here, as I have made myself an honorary Green Light Gang member. So we got to look forward to that after. Uh, Razor Kane to go off, but y'all know Razor Kane is one of my favorites. I, I so look forward to that, and I'm already excited that they picked that up for um season four already. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I have a sleeper for you guys, and I want to play some of my people's Savage Life Tank. 
Savage Life Jr. and Skilla Baby. I check out their album. This is on a new album, Brothers of Destruction.
night that was savage life tank savage life jr aka savage life future and skiller baby i off the album brothers and brothers of destruction make sure you check out they are on all streaming service music is straight fire check out our interview we did last year talking about their life story coming up in fly city michigan and we got some things popping with the book they are doing the music um for my book tell at a park hill crew make sure you guys tap in audio version of each chapter will be released each sunday future music music by savage life and you can get that on amazon if you click on the link um available ebook or paperback form ebook can be downloaded instantly paperback form will be sent to you within a day or two so support your girl support your girl tell a friend to tell a friend please share 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 and tap in tap in tap in please support please support and let me know what you're working on so i can support you and we can spread love to each other as always thank you for your support please be safe out there if you get out for the weekend enjoy yourself but be safe be safe protect your energy stay away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy and know the sky is the limit go after your dreams go for it avoid distractions you can do it i'm telling you you can you can do it the sky is the limit look up go after what you want no more games no more saying i can't do it if anybody is telling you you can't do it get away from them they are no good to you so i'm wishing you guys positive vibes high vibrations and safe joyful joyful you know financial blessings i'm wishing nothing but the best for my podcast family and i hope you guys enjoyed this recap um i hope you guys enjoyed the episode shout out to the whole power universe 50 cent the whole cast and crew the whole green light gang and to you because you guys are so dope on that note it's your girl shanice and i'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl shanice I'm not going to be able to do that.